0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $10 at Winbet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com. Slash SGP. That's quarterslight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And, of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir, we are back again for another Thursday edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. You hear my voice, you know the name. It's really real, villain, real, it's real, you're junior sitting in the seats, And I got my guy, Scott Rochelle, with me. What's going on, Scott?
1: Nothing much. I'm looking forward to the final play-ins and the actual playoffs. But unfortunately, this is the only day for a while where we have no basketball whatsoever. So we're going to try to cover a lot of stuff coming up in the week. Do you think they should have scheduled this better? Because I'm not sure why the Clippers-Timberwolves uh, game is not tonight and the Hawks game no. isn't tomorrow night. No, so I actually
0: feel like that those eight and – those not eight and nine, but those nine and ten seeds, they should be playing a bat-to-bat tonight. We should be getting these games tonight. That's my opinion. I think we should be getting the games tonight. And I think because you were the 9 and 10 seed, because at the end of the day, the playing tournament is to make the regular season more valuable and to give some value to those 9 and 10 seeds and give them a chance to get in, you should be playing a bat-to-bat. You had to play bat-to-bats throughout the duration of the whole season, so it's nothing foreign to you. I think if you you won that 9-10 game, you should be playing a bat-to-bat tonight trying to get into the
1: playoffs. I'm just trying to find a middle ground, and I'm confused why, even if you don't follow the back-to-back angle. So the, the Hawks are going to have one day off, and yeah. they're going to end up playing against the Cavs. But you have the Timberwolves and the Clippers. No, uh, sorry, the uh, Clippers and the Pelicans. The oh, well, yeah. No, what? yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm just not sure why you fully need... Both of them on the same day. I mean, it kind of goes into the back-to-back end because one team could maybe do a back-to-back or something like that. But do you really need both playing games on the same day? I feel like you could space that out one-one, right?
0: No, because I, I would prefer both on the same day because I don't want this somewhat meaningless basketball to delay me from getting to the playoffs. So okay. I want it to be as a quick transition as possible from the playing game
1: from the end of the season to play in to the playoffs. Well, my point is that would you rather have a full day off like today or one game for the next two days?
0: No, I, would, I wouldn't rather have a day off at all. I'd rather – like I said, I'd just rather yeah. those two teams that played yesterday just play again today. So as soon as the other two losers had lost, they should have already been on the plane going back to where they were going to unless they were, you know, at home and mm-hmm. staying at home. And – Right after this playing game, the other two teams are getting on the road because they know they got to play again tomorrow to get in. Like you, 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 You're getting a day rest, and granted, other teams getting two-day rest, so they still have a rest advantage, but I don't know. I, this day off is actually really throwing me off, and I just would have preferred the 9-10 teams to just go ahead and play on a bat-to-bat. But, I mean, I get it. It's trying to be as fair to everybody. At least they're getting one day's rest, but –
1: yeah, I realize I kind of misspoke when I first addressed it because I forgot you had an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference playing game last night. But I do agree with you on the point that I'm not really sure what the day off is supposed to accomplish. If you want to keep it fair, that, that's kind of the problem of being in the 9 or the 10 because you should have just been yeah. better during in the regular season. Either way, you're still getting the same rest
0: disadvantage. Yeah, correct. You're, you're, you still have a rest disadvantage. It's just that you're not playing – on a back to back. And I mean, hey, if you were better, you wouldn't have the back. Like, that's more incentive. Yeah, no, I agree with that's that. That's more last incentive. One, yeah. yeah, that's more incentive to finish as the seven or eight. So you don't have to play a back to back. I don't know. I just think, you know, and I'm sure they're going to make adjustments and make this better because this whole, like, these games literally are meaning nothing. So the stats, whatever is going on, means absolutely nothing. And it seems like. That's stupid in a trade, right. by
1: the way. Huh? Kyrie starts out 12 for 12, and there's no stats on Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't exist. at all.
0: Remember, Tatum last year scored 50. Yeah. Tatum dropped 50 in the play, and it didn't matter. I forgot and he scored then, 50 because there's no record yeah. of it. Yeah, no record of it at all. I actually tried to go back and look for the stat because I wanted to know the full stat sheet, and it literally was not in the record at all. It didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. And so, I mean, I guess LaMelo, Terry Rozier, and – even Trey Young, to a certain extent, all took that serious and shot terribly yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, Young was okay at the end. He was better in the second half. The yeah, shooting yeah, numbers he were atrocious. His... But... He started – he made his first shot and missed eight straight after that.
1: So but I'm was, saying, like, it, it you rough, had the really bad point. stretch. Second half, he still had 11 assists. He was pretty good. Lamelo was awful. Okay. I mean, there's no way around that. Lamelo was brutal. I believe in the two play-in games that Charlotte has been in the last two years, I think LaMelo's negative either fifty-seven or sixty-seven on the floor. It is bad. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. It's, it's no it's no you know I can't can't stick up for my guy in that one. He's definitely been bad. Is that a I coaching guess, issue as- though?
1: You get blown out in the playing game for back to back years? Uh no, I mean uh, I don't know what it is. I mean the team might just not be good enough defensively. I think, yeah, but... I
0: just think they're not. I just think they're not good enough. Like I just didn't think that they were good enough. And they were they were rolling at one part of the season, but they they showed you as the season went on who they really were. And it's the fact that Gordon Hayward didn't play. Yeah, because for some reason they are way better with Gordon Hayward in the lineup. Don't know a hundred percent what that is. Gordon Hayward really really isn't that good anymore. But they're way way better with him in the lineup. So. Thus, he earns every penny he gets paid because they're good when he's in the lineup. So, I don't, I don't know. I think that Charlotte, one, they just need an inside presence. If they had an inside presence, they'd
1: probably be a lot better defensively. Like a lot. Better. Like a Miles Turner? Like who are you talking about?
0: I'm thinking a Miles Turner or even major trade for Rudy Gobert because it seems like Rudy Gobert is going to be on the trade block. I'm almost positive that they're going to pick Donovan over Rudy unless Donovan explicitly says he wants to go. I'm pretty sure they're going to pick Donovan over Ruby. So Rudy Gobert could be on a trade block soon. And uh, it was another name. that I'll I guess. said Mitchell Robinson is a cheap option. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson would be a cheap option. I think he's staying in New York, though. I think he's going to stay.
1: Depends if the Knicks want to keep him. I mean, it comes down to they paid Noel a bunch of money. He barely played this year. But you have a center in place. Toppin could be your power forward moving forward. Especially after he dropped forty points in that one game against Toronto to end the year, the Knicks have other options. I don't know if they like Jericho Sims or not, but I do think Mitchell's expendable, especially for hell, maybe even a second-round pick. I don't know. Oh, you send that's what you that's what I was thinking of.
0: Send DeAndre Ayton a blank check and tell him to put whatever amount he wants on it.
1: That would be I got to assume team. Phoenix is going to sign and trade him, or they're going to see how the playoffs go and yeah, work from there. I
0: would, but as soon as the playoffs are over, cause I'm pretty sure that Phoenix is not going to keep him, You send Deandre eight and a blank check and tell him, Hey, put whatever you want on here.
1: Come be our big, please. Pretty, pretty, please. <laughs> See, this is where we differ. I think they might keep him. I just think that Phoenix is really waiting it out, but I mean, there's a chance they let him go. He'll be restricted. What's the point, right?
0: of, waiting it out? What's the point of waiting it out?
1: There's no, but I'm point saying there. he's going to be restricted, right? Uh, so
0: Phoenix can match the offer yeah yeah I think yeah they can match the offer so
1: we'll do. see if they sign him or not Phoenix is in a difficult spot though because once Chris Paul retires whenever that's going to be what do you do with the extra cap space like are, you, are they going to look at the future and go Chris Paul is like two years left and we're just going to pay Aiton I don't know yeah I don't I, if they were going to pay Aiton I would like to think they would have
0: paid Aiton already that's my thing I just I would, I would like to think they would have paid him already. It just seems like that they're not going to pay him. Yeah, team I team thought the same thing year. about John Collins deep with Atlanta run. last
1: year, though, where they were going through the entire season not paying him. They had a deep playoff run, and then they immediately paid him a bunch of money. Now, should they have paid John Collins? No. But they waited, and they did it. So I think Phoenix might do the same thing.
0: But they had a deep playoff run for Phoenix bef- like before paying him. Yeah. So I, I get the John Collins thing because the deep playoff run came after, but – before the, talk, the conversation was even being had, they had the deep playoff run. So, yeah. like, oh, okay, like, we got there. That's when I would have thought they would have, just like they did, Collins paid them then. But now they didn't pay them then. So, I'm like, what is another deep playoff run going to do for you? Like, Short of winning the championship, I don't know anything that would really sit here and say, all right, we're going to decide to now pay this man.
1: I think it depends on playoff performance. Where Aiden kind of got a bad rap for what happened in the finals because of what happened with them having no backup center and Giannis going for 50 in the closeout game and him having one of the best finals of all time. So maybe Aiden was a little bit of the scapegoat there, potentially. But I think if Aiden has a good playoffs all around, I do think Phoenix will eventually open up the checkbook. But Sarver is a cheap owner, so you don't really know.
0: Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I. And it's also for a lot of Aiton's career, he got, he was the butt of the jokes talking about, you know, he shouldn't have been a number one overall. And he came from that same, it was that same Luca class, I think it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, he wasn't as bad of a pick as Marvin Bagley, but he's not Akeem Olajuwon, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so he just needed time to develop, but I don't, I don't know. I just think Aiton's going to get the short end of the stick and he's going to end up moving on from that Phoenix team. It'd probably be a, a really, really bad decision for them as well, but I mean, they got it done with JaVale McGee for the
1: portion of the season. So hey. don't, disres- don't disrespect Biombo like that. <laughs> Fuck him.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, to finally get to what everybody's here to talk about, we're going to break down three more series for our breakdown of the playoffs. We had three more series that we could break down, talk about Utah and Dallas, talk about what's the other one? Boston and the Nets, and we're going to talk about the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. And then we'll get into a breakdown of the play-in games, the last two play-in games to decide the eight seeds in both conferences. Tomorrow, McKee will be on with his guest. They'll talk and break down those last two series between the one seeds and the eight seeds in both conferences and break down the game one. So make sure y'all tune into that podcast tomorrow for all the game one breakdowns. All right, Scott, let's get right into it, man. We have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz playing in that 4-5 seed. Utah is minus 300 to win the series. Dallas is plus 230. And is there a spread here yet? I know that they've been waiting to drop a spread. You mean a series spread or game one? A series spread.
1: Uh, um, they haven't
0: dropped... Okay, yeah, they, I don't see a series spread just yet, so... Uh, look I, on again, I,
1: I believe I have one. Uh, No, they took it off. I have the yeah. I have the series price, just not the spread, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, it's
1: not that, that spread out there.
0: Either way, minus 300 for the Jazz, plus 230 for the Mavericks. And we all know this is because... We are expecting to either not see for some duration of time or see a hobbled Luka Doncic with that calf strain that he suffered in the last game of the season. Very, very tough injury and a huge break for the Utah Jazz. To where Now there's slightly a thought that they could actually make it past this round. At first, I gave them absolutely zero chance whatsoever. And now there's slightly in op- a door of opportunity for them to actually get their shit together and win a playoff series this year. And so, let's start with you, Scott. What are you – what I, – I can't even fathom to explain laying minus 300 with the Utah Jazz, but who do you have won in this series?
1: I think that before we get into who I think is going to win, we got to talk about the realistic time frame for Luca. My theory is that he's going to miss game one. If they lose game one, he'll be back for game two, whether he should or not. I think if Dallas wins game one without Luca, they will punt game two and hope he comes back for game three. Okay. You, you think that's fair? No, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that cuz you cannot afford to lose both games at home to start a series. You cannot afford that that. Yeah, you can't. I think that that
0: puts you behind the 8-ball absolutely, but we've also seen what was it? It feels like it was was it last year? It was yeah, I think it was last year where that whole Clippers Mavericks series. I'm pretty sure they were winning on the on the opposing floor. Yeah, the road they team won every game court. before game
1: seven.
0: Yes, the road team won every game, and so before game like seven, game that, seven the
1: Clippers won it.
0: Yeah, before yeah 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 before game seven, and then that's when the Clippers ultimately won the series. Yeah. So to start that, I think that that's a little bit maybe it's new regime, so maybe Jason Kidd isn't looking like that. He doesn't want a chance at or anything like that, but. You have a history of them being able to get it done on the road. I think that they – it depends how they lose. If they go out there and get blown out in game one, all right, yeah, bring them back. But if they lose, you know, a nail-biter in game one and you're in the game, I think you, I think you can chance it for game two. Because I ultimately, I think if Luke Dodgers is in his lineup, they have the ability to win four or five games against them pretty easily.
1: At what percentage so, do you think Doncic is going to be, though? I mean, are you looking at 50? Are you looking at 70? I'm probably in the realm of 60. Somewhere, yeah. I was probably split the middle with you and take 60
0: as well that you're going to get. He's probably not going to give any effort
1: at all on the defensive side of the ball. And which is honestly gonna as, portion, which is yeah. going to be a problem if they switch him on to Mitchell, but I'm not really scared of anybody else yeah. from Utah off the dribble. No, no, not
0: at all. And so – with that, I think that there is the opportunity for him to go and probably go on that stretch where he does do Luka-like things, but that's going to hinder him. That's going to that's hinder him, and he's going to end up starting to slow down at different portions of the game, and that's where Utah probably is going to try to take advantage. I, he can't play game one. He, he no. can't play game one. It, he, he absolutely cannot play game one. However, my only issue for Utah is that Utah has played games where the stars of the other team weren't playing and they still blew a lead. They blew that lead to the Suns and they blew the lead to the Warriors who were both missing their starters. And so I don't trust Utah at all. I could never lay minus 300 with Utah. I love the plus 230. And it only makes sense for Utah to go up in this series and then Luka come back and they win. That would be the most luca like thing ever. So I would, I would take a stab at taking the Mavericks in seven. I think that that's a very realistic possibility, and you're probably getting a very nice price on that. I'm trying to pull it up right now. But, you, yeah, they don't even have that listed as well. But you would probably get a nice price on that if you could take the Mavericks in seven. Because I do think that there is going to be some room for the Jazz to win a game. Whether they actually go out there and win it, I have no idea because this offense can run the exact same with Jalen Brunson running it and Jalen Brunson getting all of those Luka-like touches and him being able to go off, especially at home. If they were on the road to start this series, I think that this would be a different conversation. But the fact that they have those two home games start the series, I think that plays into the Mavericks' favor. And even without Luka, they can go one and one, at the very least, in that stretch.
1: So my prediction for this series is kind of going to go hand-to-hand with yours. But I got a bold addition to your prediction. Mm -hmm. I got Utah blowing a 3-1 lead. Oh, no, I said that. I said – where – did I say that on – Some,
0: I think I said that yesterday with the podcast with Moonoff. I absolutely think it would be the most Utah thing ever to blow a 3-1 lead in this series. Absolutely. I would wait till that moment and bet it because I 100% think they would blow a 3-1 lead in this series.
1: The way that I see it is that I do expect Utah to get off to a decent start. I expect to see Utah win game one. I think they will. Game two, I don't know about. But I do think Utah will end up – faring well at home. I don't know if that means they're going to sweep or not, but we'll see. I'm penciling Luka to come back for game two. I don't know how good he's going to look, but I do think he will help them win game two. So I got it being 1-1. I think Utah wins both home games, and then you go back 3-1, and then Dallas might take over the series. But for me, I feel like before the injury happened, I gave Dallas in my head about a 70% chance to win the series. Now with Luka out for X amount of time, I'll give Utah a 55% chance to win the series, maybe 60% if I'm feeling generous. But I do believe that all Dallas has to do is tread water. If they can tread water until Luka is even able to give you 35 minutes of decent basketball, then I think Dallas will win the series. So I'm with you. I'm not laying 300. I would rather take a prop on this series I would bet Utah to win game 1 and lose the series. You could probably find that somewhere around 5 to 1, plus 450 something like that. Or if you want to wait potentially for Utah to take a two nothing or a 3-1 lead, then jump on it, but that might not happen. I do think Utah will win game 1, so I like Utah to win game 1 and lose the series at around 5 to 1.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm with you all the way on that. I think how I kind of see the Envision is going, if I'm the Mavericks, I chance, I chance the first two games. I,
1: I would chance, chance the first. Without, the second one, we'll, we'll see how what happens in game one. We'll see how close. I would, chance, I would chance the first two.
0: That's how confident I feel with this, this unit and Luka. If we can get him to – I would test him. If mm-hmm. he's not 70% of the way there, then I would chance the first two games. Is the team bad where they can't steal a game from them? Absolutely not. They can absolutely steal and go one and one net stretch. If they are 2-0 going into Utah, but I know that because I rested them, I'm getting a 70% Luka at least the rest of the way, then I feel good about our chances of winning four of the next five. I'm
1: absolutely. not personally sure if Dallas can overcome going down 2-0 with the road games in Utah upcoming. They might be able to. I really do think Dallas needs to win one of these two home games.
0: No, I don't think. I really don't. I'm, I don't. We have the, we have
1: the have same conclusion. Yeah. We just have different I just don't hypothesis. think. I
0: just don't think. I just don't think that Dallas is going to have an issue winning in Utah okay. with Luka and that supporting. I don't think they'll have an issue winning in Utah. I think Utah could absolutely blow those games.
1: Okay.
0: All right let it's a prop here, but my phone keeps freezing and I wanted to say it, but there's a fun prop that I'm seeing on a book talking about buzzer beaters and if there'll be a buzzer beater in the series. And in addition to,
1: is that an, that, is that in each individual series or is that just in general just in any series? In, e-
0: in each individual. series, oh, okay. So you pick the series and it, they'll give you a price on, will there be a buzzer beater? It is, it's a it's a field goal to win the game as time expires so you can't it's not like a buzzer beat at the end of the first quarter second quarter no it has to win the game as time expires and give the opponent team no chance for, for an inbound so just think of dame shooting over paul george uh in okc oh no bad they, were shot. In, uh, they were in yeah it was a bad shot they were in portland for that game I would 100%. Okay, so the first team I play this, and I'll go ahead and say it because that was yesterday when we talked about them. But, the, again, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls series, I would 100% play that. It's, that for a yes, you're getting 10-1 to 1 odds. 100% would sprinkle on that because – Are I'm you just hoping DeRozan steals, DeRozan steals the game by yeah, hitting the Bulls? Yeah, I'm going to really hope DeRozan just steals the game. That's honestly my mindset. I would 100% play it for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Bulls series because I think DeRozan steals the game. I would do it for the Netsers.
1: Oh, you got the Nets, really? Okay. If you wanted a buzzer-beater so, prediction, which I know is absurd yeah. to come with, I don't mind yeah. that because I do think eventually you will see a spot where you have either Tatum or Durant in a tie game or a one-point game with a mm-hmm. shot to win it. Is it going to go in? I don't know. But if you're expecting mm-hmm. a close series, potentially with Simmons coming back game four, which maybe could extend the series to seven. So if you want to play the math game and you want the series that might go the longest... The Nets yeah. can maybe hold out for six, potentially. Yeah. But with Tatum on one side and Durant on the other, I definitely do not mind a buzzer-beater prediction if you wanted to make one in a series.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's plus 700 for that series. That's 7-1, to one. really good. I don't mind that. And then...
1: It's, Does it have to you, be with you, no time left about... or just a game
0: winner? Yeah, right it has, so t- the other team cannot get a chance to inbound a ball. Okay. So it literally it
1: literally has to be a buzzer beater to end the game. Well, you know Dur- you know that the Nets and the Celtics are going to hold for one and let Tatum and Durant take fadeaways at the buzzer. So, yeah, I don't mind that in yeah. that series. Yeah, I like it. I really do. All right. It's, it's
0: a fun prop. So, all right, so you got Boston and Nets. My second one was the game, we, the series we just talked about, and that's the Mavericks and the Jazz. Eight to one, I'm just – Luca – it just feels like Luka can do it. It would just – and it would yeah. be so perfectly right, especially after missing one, maybe two games in this series for him to come back and hit a buzzer beater. Even Dinwiddie.
1: Absolutely. He had a couple of buzzer beaters during the season. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Dinwiddie can do it too. And that would be an a, a angle, you know, at the end of the game. This is a close game. Utah probably blew some lead, and now Dallas has a chance to win the game with no time left. And a Spencer Dinwiddie or maybe even a Jalen Brunson just puts the game winner up there, so – Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a fun prop. I would sprinkle a little bit. I think it's a fun prop. Eight to one for that Dallas game, seven to one for the Nets, Celtics series, and ten to one for the Bulls.
1: And I would maybe cause... consider it for Phoenix if they play the Clippers. Then mm-hmm. maybe. But they would have to play the Clippers for me to even consider that option.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. That's fun. All right. So we're on Dallas here. We both think that. There's no value on Probably Utah. A, I mean, There's absolutely no value on Utah. Let's say they put this, because this is what a, this is three. So you're laying $3 basically with
1: them. What is the series? I got a question though. Let's just say Dallas steals game one. What are the live odds? Does Dallas automatically oh, skyrocket man. to a minus 250? I doubt it. If uh, it, it doesn't. It feels like you still can get a little something on them. So. That's what I'm saying. You could probably get Dallas even if they win game one at a decent price. Probably at plus 110, 130. Yeah, maybe, give or take. It might even just be a minus 110. Just pick them. Yeah. With the game in hand. I don't know. Either, either
0: way, you get, a, get, you get a free game and you're, getting, you're picking them at pick them odds. Yeah, and you yeah, get Luca coming back. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I would love that. All right. So the. Grizzlies, who we're about to get into in just a second, they're laying minus 330, and their spread is 1.5. So I would assume this spread will be 1.5. So you got a a 1.5 spread with the Dallas Mavericks. Of course we're taking it right.
1: Yeah, but I got to wonder what the juice is going to be. I'm assuming it'll be pretty friendly because Utah's minus 300 on the actual series. So
0: Memphis is minus 135, and the Timberwolves are getting plus
1: 110. I'll say Utah's going to be minus one twenty on the minus one and a half.
0: Yeah, so you are getting plus one hundred, maybe with the with Dallas. Yeah, and, plus one hundred game and a half. Yeah, we'll go even money a, game and a half. That just feels it doesn't feel like there's a real possibility where Utah just runs away with this series. I think I don't see it.
1: That. Any other team, maybe, but not Utah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. As we talked about the affirmation, Memphis Grizzlies playing the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 2-7 matchup. The Timberwolves winning the playing game versus the Clippers where they took home the NBA championship. And now they're going to go play the Memphis Grizzlies. This is, First of all, this first game has to be the ultimate letdown spot of all letdown spots. I think and Memphis just, kills them. It, it, this has to be... I would take this spread as high as I could take it and just bet Memphis because this has to be the, the ultimate letdown spot. Absolutely. But However, you're laying minus 330 with Memphis, plus 260 with the Grizzlies. I just told you the price on the spread. You mean minus plus 260 for with Timberwolves? One, yes, I'm sorry, plus 260 with Timberwolves. I just told you the number on the spread. You got the Grizzlies at minus one and a half games, minus 135. Timberwolves plus one and a half games at plus 110. I'm all over Memphis here. I think that Memphis is going to absolutely walk over The
1: Summer Wolves in this spot. I think Minnesota will win at least one game. I don't think they're getting swept. I think it's either going five or six. But Memphis is just deeper. And Minnesota had the really nice win. Towns kind of got exposed, I'm being honest with you, because he's still afraid of contact. And now he has to face off against Stephen Adams, who is one of, if not the strongest player in the league. I'm expecting Towns to once again get bullied on national TV. (laughs) because <laughs> he's afraid of contact, and he yells at the refs whenever he doesn't get his way. But they have three guys who are really good offensively. You have Towns, you have Edwards, and you have Russell. Memphis has, what, seven, eight guys you can get you a bucket at any given time? Yeah. So I don't think Minnesota can keep up with the depth. I know the regular season meetings were somewhat close, but, Minnesota, but Memphis has not, has not gotten over the hump. They're kind of similar to the Dallas situation where they have not won a playoff series yet, but they have one generational talent player who you're hoping can carry you there. I think Memphis comes out and punches them in the mouth. I think Minnesota's happy they got into the playoffs in the first place because of Mm -hmm. preseason expectations and the fact that Beverly was so focused on getting revenge against the Clippers. I'm not sure they can duplicate that intensity in a full seven-game series. I know they can't, but I'm saying at any point in the series, I'll give Minnesota one game. Give me Memphis one minus one and a half games. I think they're going home in five or five or six.
0: I am in agreement with you, not to your extent. You think I it's think you think it's is, going six? No, I think the, I think well, not to extent that direction. I mean, I'm oh. saying I think that this is either a sweep or they win Minnesota wins game four. I'll, yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll give four. him I'll give him four. Maybe three or four. Yes. So maybe they steal three and then lose four. But
1: either way, one and a half games there with Memphis is I think a is treat. a lock.
0: I think it's a lock, especially at just minus one thirty-five, absolutely. I would lay that juice there. I think there's a huge run possibility that Memphis just goes ahead and sweeps them. I think this is Memphis's time. They are a really, really good ball club. Like, they are really, really good. They can defend. They can score. We talk about how many po- how much points Minnesota put up when we were talking about the game, you know, leading into the play and that how their offense was so good, they just couldn't defend anything. The Grizzlies are literally doing everything on defense that you would wish the Timberwolves would do to make them a great squad. That's the yeah. difference between the two. They have a contestant for defensive player of the year on their squad, who I think can absolutely give cat trouble. So even if you don't want to put the bigger man Adams on him, you can put a smaller guy on him, and he will still give him trouble.
1: I just think Adams is going to wear him down physically on the glass.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As well. And so I think this, I think this goes four or five. I think Memphis was thrilled to get them out of here. Then Minnesota beat the Clippers. I think, I think that Memphis was thrilled. That was my, so that was my, hesit- that was my hesitancy, hesitancy on just going ahead and penciling Memphis for this long playoff run and them going to the Western Conference Finals and having a chance to go to the Finals. It was because I knew that there was a possibility that they could get that first-round matchup with the Clippers, and if they did, that would not be what they want at all. The, that would not be the smoke they want at all to start a, to start a playoff run if they even make it out that series, because it's not even guaranteed that they would have made it out this series. I like their chances a lot better to make it out of a series with the Timberwolves. And so I'm all over Memphis here. That, plus, that minus one and a half that you're laying with the Grizzlies is free money. I, I, think, think, I it think it should be two minus
1: 210.
0: I think, yeah. That or it should jump to two and a half, maybe yeah. with some a plus money, two and a half at plus money. And I probably would still take
1: that bet. Minnesota's a great story, but Memphis was the great story that hit the wall against Utah last year, and now they have that edge. They have the motivation. They've been there before. Minnesota just had the parade. They're just happy they're even here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. 100%.
1: All right. We're in agreement there.
0: Going into the last series that we're going to break down real quick, we have the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets, your Brooklyn Nets, Boston has jumped to a minus-130 favorite to win the series. Brooklyn is sitting at plus-110.
1: Can we just take a second to acknowledge how stupid the opening lines were for the series?
0: So, wait, real quick. Let's acknowledge the series spread here. So, (laughs) the spread is still sitting at Boston plus-1.5 at minus-250. And the Brooklyn Nets at minus-1.5 at plus-190. Just flip the spread, guys. Just just flip the spread. <laughs> you don't. You really don't want to give Boston one and a half game. I mean, I probably wouldn't do that either. But you don't want to give Boston one and a half games, really. Come on, now. Just flip the spread. I have no idea why. I think it's because it was Katie and Kyrie, and that's why the books opened it at that number. And so, as I'm trying to put on my fortune teller hat and mind read what their thought process was behind it because they very well could have had the thought process of, all right, we're going to open up with the Nets as a favorite because the Nets should probably win the series. But when we get the money that we know we're going to get in on Boston, we're just going to keep moving it and moving it and moving it and let people keep betting and betting and betting Boston. Is there any point in here where we need to come back on the Brooklyn Nets and say the Nets are going to win this series?
1: I think it's going to be very close. I think that, The question you should be asking, if you want an X factor or something to draw kind of a wrinkle into the series, who comes back first, Ben Simmons or Robert Williams? Robert Williams isn't coming back, though. Well, I'm saying if it gets to a long, long series, maybe he can come back in game six or seven, maybe. Is, were they saying, I thought his injury was a season-ending injury. No, 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 it's not season-ending. He's, he's going to come back. Originally, it was reported he, he should miss the entire first round. And depending on how he's progressed, we know that some athletes are able to come back a couple days early. I think there is a chance Williams could play later on in this series if it gets to six, uh-huh. let's just say. I think Simmons is coming back around game four. And Windhorse reported that today. He's been ramping up, whatever the hell that means. That's kind of the code phrase the Nets have been using. But I do expect to see Mm -hmm. Simmons at some point during the series. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that the X factor is that Simmons should return before Williams, so maybe he can swing things if the series is relatively close. Mm -hmm. For me, I still like Boston. As a Nets fan, you were really in a rock and a hard place because you wanted to play Philly. There was a 0% chance you were going to play Philly. So you were either going to play Milwaukee – or Boston. So, as a Nets fan, I'm happy I'm not playing Milwaukee until the second round because how Milwaukee's going to own that damn team. But Boston has really just been a machine with or without Williams. Now, of course, with Williams being out, the Nets can attack the paint more, which should definitely help out, force some switching with Tyson the perimeter. But the Nets defensively are still not very good. And from what we saw in the playing game, it's the story I've seen the entire season which is they will look really good in spurts and then fade dramatically for about a seven-minute stretch, which allows other teams to come back into games and to make a run, and then it's turn a dogfight late in games. It's been the case all season long, and we know Boston can get stops. We know this team has great chemistry. I think it's going to be a long series. I think it's going to go six or seven. I'm expecting a war. But Boston getting the home court advantage at around minus 120, minus 130, I like Boston money line in the series. You? Uh, or do you just think Boston I, rolls? I,
0: no, I don't think Boston rolls. I think that my probably my best bet in this is to just go for a series length Bet so that's what's the total games at?
1: You're looking for over five and a half or over six and a half?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, like a over, like a over in the amount of numbering games. I don't see that where I'm looking, but I would look for over whatever that is. If it's over, it's probably over five and a half. I would take, and it's probably, you're it's, like, gonna, it's, it's a, gonna be a, juiced. Juice it's gonna be juiced. Yeah, right. I would just lay that and take that bet because no matter who wins. I think that this does have a very good chance of going to seven. And ultimately, yeah. in game seven, it's really just going to be which team is hot in that game. Whether Robert Williams and Ben Simmons are both back at that time, I don't think that that really has effect. I think who stays hot during that game? Does Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum stay hot during that game? Or does Kyrie and Kevin Durant stay hot during that game? And that's ultimately what's going to decide a game seven win. I would just go ahead and take a stab at saying if this goes to seven games, which I mean they're already basically predicting it because they have it at plus one seventy five. Yeah, seven games is I'm plus lay- one eighty on, on other I'm books. I'm not laying, as well, so. I'm not laying plus. I'm not laying minus. I'm not touching the spread. So I'm not touching the spread as it stands right now at all. If they ever flip it to plus one and a half for the nets then i would be interested but i'm not laying minus 250 for plus one and a half with the boston celtics yeah i'm, just, can, I'm not laying i'm not i'm not laying minus 250 with the boston celtics at all whatsoever
1: do you have any thoughts As on for, boston to win game one and win the series at plus 110
0: it doesn't it doesn't have enough juice to i agree I, I, I think, think it, it should be closer Washington.
1: to 130 140
0: yeah, I would want something more. I wouldn't yeah. want to play just plus one for that. I feel like I deserve a
1: lot more if I predict that. <laughs> Boston to win game one, by the way, and Brook- and Brooklyn to win the series, plus 360.
0: It's not bad. I really think that this is a – I think that this is going to go back and forth, honestly. This could be one of those series that, I, that they just alternate winning
1: games. I it's guess. a war. Milwaukee yeah. 100% did the right thing punting the game. So they'll get the battered version of whichever team advances to the second round.
0: And for Boston, they're playing for a lot because they got bounced last year by this team. And it wasn't even
1: particularly close at all. Mm -hmm. They won one (laughs) game and Tatum dropped 50. That was basically, did he drop 50 or 60? He dropped 50. I think it was 50.
0: And so now here we are, you get a chance at this team. Again, you're basically returning Almost the entire same unit, at least a lot of the starters from that from that series. So it's fresh on their mind. Yeah, I think this is a war. This is going to be a fun series to watch. It's
1: yeah, absolutely a fun
0: series to watch. All right. Let's... Wow, that is not what I needed right there. But this is what I need because when you make sure that you get down to WinBet and bet $10 to win $200 on their promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you up for $200 in free bets, plus the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, do not forget to get involved with the same game parlays feature. I love that feature. I actually am going to – so I'm getting ready to come home, guys. As you all know, I'm getting ready to come home. So I'm going to be dark at some point as I'm getting on a plane and finding my way back to the States. I'm going to drop, so try to drop so many same-game parlays over the course of the playoffs on Twitter using WinBet because – I mean, I'm a parlay guy. You know, I'm a I'm, I'm parlay guy. And when I don't have a bunch of games to bet on, I got to go in-game and try to get this stuff. Using win bets, bet your own uh, bet feature, I can do that. Pick different players to make different amount of points, threes. Matter of fact, I'm just going to take Chicago players just to make all of their threes in every single game in the series. I'm almost positive they're going to hit at least once because Milwaukee is terrible guarding the three-point line. So, again, there is so much to do over at WinBet. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we have here at SGPN the NBA Playoff Bracket Challenge. Just in time for the playoffs, we're giving away $500. Yes, the boss has opened up their wallet. $500 in our bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. And, guys, look, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about Coors Light. If I told you the story once, I told you a thousand times – Coors Light was my first taste of alcohol. It was a hundred percent my first taste of alcohol. When my dad hears this, because he told me he's gonna listen to the podcast more. When he hears this, he's probably gonna beat my ass like I'm that little kid again. But I swiped his beer when I was younger. It was sitting on the table. He stepped away, didn't notice. I just want—I was curious. He drinks it all the time. Like that's his beer of choice. That's my dad's beer of choice. He loves Coors Light, and he's super excited that we're doing this because now I can give him. This link, coreslightcom slash SGP, and he can get his Coors Light delivered to him. So this is why this is so personal for me, because this is my first taste of alcohol. Now, I spit it right back out because it was disgusting. I just wanted a juice box. I had to actually go get some apple juice to wash it down and chase it with because it was just really, really nasty. But now that I'm older, I have the taste buds for it. It's not meant for kids. It's meant for people that are looking to chill out just like me. And so, whenever I need to take a second for myself, just I just reach for the beer that is literally made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com/sgp. That's CoorsLight.com/sgp. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Please celebrate responsibly all right Scott let's get into the playing game this might actually be the reason why people are here for the first game we have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Cleveland Ohio to play the Cleveland Cavaliers they are laying two and a half and a half on the total minus 140 plus 120 for the Cavs we got a home dog in a playing game. What are you doing?
1: Cleveland. I was, I was gonna ask you about that dog. because the home the teams first, yes, they
0: are the first home they are the first home dog uh, in all of the playing games, actually.
1: Well I was gonna ask the home teams are undefeated this year. I remember last year Memphis beat Golden State in
0: Golden State. No, so I have actually have that for you. Well, I have the HCS numbers. I was gonna say the home teams I know are nuts, but yeah, so I have the
1: well, no, it's, it's it's a little
0: bit. ATS, it's a little bit closer.
1: I'm saying the the so, actual straight up, the home teams
0: have of yeah, straight up, straight up. The only team that has won on the road has been that Memphis team. Everybody else has, everybody else has won at home. And then ats wise, their the home team is six and four. Okay. So. I mean, does Atlanta get it
1: done here on the road? Well, I'm going to ask, does that mean mean you're blindly taking Cleveland because of the trend? Because I personally said yesterday on YouTube during the live stream, no matter who won between Atlanta and Charlotte, I think they're going to beat Cleveland. I thought Atlanta was going to win yesterday. I'm not surprised by the outcome because I think Atlanta at home and the fact that they've been there before, I thought Atlanta would Mm -hmm. rise to the occasion. But I saw Atlanta kick the crap out of Cleveland a couple weeks ago. I know Mobley was still not there, and Allen might play, might not play. I don't know what the story is. I saw him practicing pregame before the Nets game. So maybe he can come back in limited action. I know the home teams have done really well. I'm taking Atlanta. Because going in, I said that I thought Atlanta would just beat Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's very good, especially without – well, honestly, people forget just how good Sexton actually is an offensive player. They don't have any weapons. Very good. And I think Atlanta's going to wear them down. Give me the Hawks. So I'm on the Cavs here. It's not just
0: because of the trend. But I – Atlanta's also terrible on the road. So They are. And that's partially the reason that Atlanta is so bad on the road. And I think that that actually does c- catch up to them in this spot. Like you said, last game was the game. That was the hey, where the veteran brunch going up against these guys. That that was it. I think that they come back to life a little bit more during this game on the road, and Cleveland is able to take advantage of that because Atlanta's been whooping their ass all season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they've been they like it's just not last game. Atlanta's been whooping their ass all season. Three and one on the season. Only game that Cleveland won was a game that Colin Sexton played in, and that'll tell you how long ago it was. It was. And so yes, I would feel more confident in this if Jared Allen was playing. Don't do think you think he's, he's going to? I don't think he's gonna play. Okay. I don't think he, if he plays, then it just this line actually probably gets closer to a pick'em.
1: That's why I'm not sure if you should bet Atlanta now or wait until hearing Jared Allen news. I'm not sure what the best strategy is. I just like Atlanta in the spot. I think Atlanta's good enough to be a playoff team. I'm really hoping for Atlanta because I said on the prop cast a couple weeks ago with uh, Dan, I grabbed the Cavs to miss the playoffs at plus 560. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm so all really, in on Atlanta right now. So why, to so why do you
0: not – so you're not going to hedge out with Cleveland here at plus money? That feels like a – The thing like, is, I the mean, matter of
1: hedging – let's forget about the hedge for a second anyway. I'll just say the reason why I faded Cleveland at that point. I didn't think they were very good. And Jared Allen's the most important player of that team. But even though they covered against the Nets, Garland, very good player. Evan Mobley, very good player. I still think he can work on a couple of things in his game, but very solid. You have bench Kevin Love, who gives you, what, less than 20 minutes a game? And whatever the hell Karis Levert's doing. Not very good, but whatever the hell he's doing. They don't have many weapons. Atlanta can throw out Bogdanovich. They can give you some Capella action. They have Trey, of course. Herder's been very good in playoff games. They just have a lot of guys that can contribute, and Cleveland doesn't have that. So, unless Garland goes nuclear, do you think that Cleveland can actually outscore Atlanta? Or do you think Cleveland's defense just has to buckle down? I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. I think that Cleveland. Can I don't think they can outscore Atlanta, Atlanta personally. I-
0: I think they can outscore Atlanta, and I think that their defense can actually buckle down. So, where that they, when they outscore Atlanta, it doesn't have to be by the moon and the suns. They can actually come in here and drop maybe 110 and win the game. And so, because you do have an Evan Mobley this time around, a couple of those times you didn't have Evan Mobley, a couple of those times you didn't have Darius Garland, mm-hmm. I think that this matchup for Karis Lavert can be better, especially in this moment right here where Karis Lavert. Can actually be better shooting the ball. I'm not concerned about anybody in the backcourt at all slowing down either Garland or Levert. It's just what version of Levert are we going to get? Are we going to get? But well, who do you
1: think Hunter's going to guard?
0: Hunter is Hunter probably gets the Evan Mobley. He probably has to slow Evan Mobley down. I would probably, I would probably say, yeah. I know you're giving up a little bit of, of height on him, but you're probably the best chance that we have to slow him down because if, if he doesn't.
1: Well, Capella, then Mobley's going to get whatever he wants. I mean, Capella might whenever they're playing, but they're going to switch every pick and roll. Anyway, no, because so. no,
0: because if he if it's Capella, then they're just going to put uh, Evan Mobley to the top of the key, and he's going to beat him off the dribble.
1: I There's think no, they might no. just dare Mobley to hit jump shots. But we'll see what happens.
0: Oh no! I, I if it's Capella, then he's then he's beating him off the dribble and getting to the lane every single time. And, it's gonna, and at that point, you really have nobody that's going to stop him. And so in a game last game where they were in some foul trouble early and that kind of hindered their production and kind of fucked up their rotation and how they like to have those bigs out there at the same time, Laurie Markin had to sit down. And then it's also Laurie Markin out there, too, that I really feel like, again, you just look at all these options and the couple of defensive players that the Hawks have, they don't they can't. Match up with that. I think that is just as many options. They may not be talent wise as good as the options for the Hawks, but they're NBA players and they are able to put the ball in the basket and they're not fucking terrible. I like Cleveland here in this spot. I think Cleveland can abuse the matchups that they have and then also lock in on the defensive side of the ball. I think Evan Mobley can guard the painted area and hold things down there. And I like Cleveland to win this game. Even Cleveland plus two and a half and on the money line. I,
1: I think personally that upset, think that Cleveland's – I think Cleveland's, they upset the Hawks. I think, I think Cleveland's just not ready Hawks. for the moment. I think they need another year, my personal opinion.
0: But see, was the moment last game or this – like, even in a game, I, I think there's separate game where they were down 20, cause... they were down 20 in the first quarter and they battled back in the game.
1: Yeah, I know, but nobody gave them a real shot to win that game. Do you think there's added pressure that they were at home now for a playoff? play-in game no. for the first time. No, I think, there I think might they be... feel even more
0: comfortable. I think they feel even more comfortable. They're like, all right, we dropped that game, but we were down 20 early, and we made it a game towards the end. It's just that the the Nets hit a couple more shots. Yeah. we And we set ourselves behind the curve early. We're not going to do that this time. we got to land on the road. We're going to come out. We're going to get the lead early, and we're not going to look bad. We're going to play defensive defensively in the yeah. second half of this game, and we're going to hold – trey young to below his average i think this is 100 percent the opportunity for cleveland to go i really like cleveland's chances to win this game especially because it's for what it seems the public entirely is absolutely on the hawks for good, very good reason the hawks should absolutely looking at how these teams are constructed i think they should, the be favored. should win this game yeah they should be favored they deserve to be favored they deserve for everybody to think that they're going to win this game however i'm right with the home dog here i like cleveland
1: um, my Anything concern on with total? Cleveland is their tendency to get torched in the first quarter.
0: Yes, and that is my actual handicap for them winning. I don't think they let that happen here at home in this second play-in. I think they come out locked in, on fire. This is another one of those games where Cleveland comes out there. It looks really, really good throughout the duration of the first half, and now I'm sitting here sweating my ass off making sure that they don't blow something in the fourth
1: quarter. Yeah. This is kind of where we disagree. I think Atlanta will be able to blitz them early. Okay, two twenty
0: three and a half. Are we just we got four and zero on the unders so far? Are we going under again?
1: Is it different though now that you have a game under your belt? Does the under still apply, or is it like March Madness, like you only do the first round?
0: Yeah, you would think, but. There's also been so many times like in March Madness where those Unders still keep cashing throughout the duration of the tournament.
1: I'm just saying, I don't think it's a lock. In mean, the first no, round, I definitely don't has think definitely it's definitely been a lock. It's just... I don't think it's a lock, but I
0: also do think that Cleveland can win this game putting up 110 points. And it kind of is getting close to that number. But I'll just take a stab at the Under. I like it.
1: I think I'm going to agree with you on the under. Uh, It's really concerning with Atlanta's defense, but they only gave up 103 to Charlotte. They scored 132, but we're just not going to talk about that for a second. Uh, That's (laughs) against Charlotte's awful defense. Cleveland can actually stop I don't think they're putting 132 up. That's what I'm saying. So so. let's just say Atlanta scores. I mean, we disagree on who's going to win the game, but let's just say Atlanta scores 113. Yeah. So I think this game's guaranteed to go over. No. I think 113 is a realistic number for the winning team in the spot. So I'm gonna go with the under. Yeah. Like All that. you need is one bad quarter, and that's really been the story of these playing games for totals. Absolutely. You saw with the Spurs Pelicans game yesterday. That was my play that day on YouTube. I had the under. You had 48 points in the first quarter. Great. Then the second quarter at 16 change. Third quarter at 50 something, and then the fourth quarter died. Mm-hmm. So you just need one really, really slow quarter, and you're good. I think we're going to get that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, an agreement there. All right. Let's move it on. We have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to L.A. to play Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are laying 4-216 on the total, minus 180 for the Clippers, plus 155 for the Pelicans. I told you – on an episode, I think we were talking with Dan, and I told you I thought the Pelicans were completely overrated from what everybody, the expectation that everybody was putting on them after the run they went on. And I said it when they made the season. trade. <laughs> yeah. I said I yeah, thought the trade was absolutely. stupid, but whatever. Yeah. And so this isn't changing my mind at all. I think the Clippers are a good team, and this is one of the teams that absolutely roll over the Pelicans – Pelicans just – they beat up on bad teams. They beat up on bad teams and they lose to good teams, and I think Clippers are a good team now. So I'm laying the floor with the Clippers. It's pretty – I'm actually willing to lock this up. I don't think the Pelicans are in this game at all.
1: I'm rooting for the Pelicans, of course, because I have the Suns to win the Western Conference. So Mm -hmm. I would rather them face the Pelicans than the Clippers, and I'm still pissed off the Clippers choked away the game against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I guess the one question I would have is that after such an embarrassing loss, where it, it, it was a choke job, I mean, there's no other way to put it. You, you, you choke, yep. it, you know, whatever. Do you think a veteran team with a history of choking, like the Clippers, moves past it or does it linger? I
0: think Ty Lu was a bastard. Maybe if Doc was still there, it probably would linger a little bit.
1: Just asking, because Paul George and a couple other guys have kind of been there.
0: Yeah, no, because we got to think that this is the same Clippers team that was able to fight back in a lot of series last year, Yeah, including when Kawhi went down and they fought back and beat the Jazz in a series that nobody thought that they would win. Mm-hmm. So I like – and they even, you know, battled against the Suns in that next series. So I yeah. like the Clippers to just flip the script here. I agree. I that
1: I'm just pointing that out. I agree. I'm just yeah. That was out. the
0: loss. Yeah, that was the loss that they needed. And I was very interested because when I was looking at it earlier, all the money is on the Pelicans, and I just can't understand why. Maybe it's it's recency because, bias. Yeah, maybe it's rec- But even recency bias, people still they still consider the fact that it could be recency bias. And I just I, – I can't understand that everybody is really running to the window to bet the Pelicans here. When the Pelicans – and I broke this down the, uh, when we were talking about it. The Pelicans give up all their games to good teams. The only team that you can sit here and say they beat is the Lakers, and they fucking suck.
1: They are three and one in the regular season against the Clippers. But of course, Paul George wasn't in the majority of those games. So I don't know if that means anything.
0: It really doesn't. And not for me. I think that this is a completely, I think it's pure
1: recency bias because the Clippers choked away the game. And I'm sure a lot of people lost money on the Clippers. I know I did. And they saw Mm -hmm. New Orleans kick the crap out of somebody yesterday. So they're going to look over and go, well, New Orleans playing some good ball Clippers. Not so much. I don't care. Like the, the Pelicans are awful on the road. The Clippers are good at home. I think the Clippers will bounce back. I just mentioned the choking thing to try to make even a slight case for New Orleans. Yeah, no. They need Mm -hmm. McCollum to go nuts again. And I'm expecting the Clippers to have a much better defensive game plan than the Spurs. I don't know what the hell the Spurs were doing yesterday. I can't say you. I I mean, New Orleans shot 61% from the floor for basically the entire first half. (laughs) <laughs> like McCollum at 27 McCollum went over his points prop on the first half like maybe you should force the ball out of his hands maybe but no I mean San Antonio let him get comfortable and then we saw even in the loss to, Mem- to Minnesota the Clippers are physical and they'll make you extremely uncomfortable and I think that New Orleans when they're uncomfortable is going to fold. Yeah, I, agree. I agree and I like the under because I, I think the Clippers have to dominate the pace play.
0: They do. They, they do. But I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes Clippers have been, Clippers have been over in their home games. Sometimes it's just because of the fact that they play so much better at home yeah. than they do on the road. That's another reason why I'm on them because they're such a better home team than they are on the road.
1: It's a low total. Kind of, it's 215 and a yeah. half. It's a low total. It is. I, I think it's low for a reason.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm going, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on that one. All right. <sighs> Let's go through our last ad read segment. And I'm going to give you time to figure out what you're going to do for a dog because you're on both of the favorites.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, do our locks and dogs have to be games or can they be series ones?
0: No, you can, do, you can do whatever you want. Anything that's plus money, however you figure it out. Because I know what I'm doing. So whatever you want to do to make it plus money, then I, I'm with that. All right. And while you figure that out, we are also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what exactly is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. The special bed of, of ingredients with your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus and aging, all of the things, it supports everything. It costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health. Health is wealth, people, health is wealth, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/sgp. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Health is wealth, Athletic Greens. Then we also have trade coffee. Look, guys, some reason, and I found this out, that Scott isn't an avid coffee drinker, which is confusing because Scott is literally up at all hours of the night. Because when I'm out here and I'm talking to Scott from out here and it's daytime for me, He's responding to my messages when I'm thinking he's going to hit me up in the morning and it's because he's awake and he's just doing that off of just pure vibes, pure vibes. Not me. I can't do that at all. I have to get dra- trade coffee. I took their quiz, found my perfect brew. They made it for me. My bag was perfect. Everything I need to get my day started, I didn't have to worry about going and doing this expensive, paying thirty bucks for a cup of coffee just to get it made some type of way. Then I really don't like it. I gotta add all this extra stuff to it. No, they made my perfect brew of coffee, and it's super duper cheap. Right now, they're offering new subscribers a total of thirty dollars off their first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com/sgp. It's more than forty cups of coffee, people, for free, for free, forty cups. Imagine drinking 40 cups of coffee right now. You would be, like, literally on the moon. You would be on the moon. 40 cups of coffee free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP, and let's find the coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duels is a horse racing DFS app that you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. As you all know, I know nothing about horse racing. However, I'm up there, really's, Really Rails Villains. That's my stable name, really's, Really Rails Villains. And I go up there, I just read through. They show me how many times they've won or where their finishes have been for that season. They show me what tracks they're really, really good at too. And so I know, hey, if it's a dirt track, then I can you know, rely on this horse more. And then you go and you basically create your DFS lineup with horses. They have a whole bunch of games that you can play all the way around. Download the app now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle, play, race, and win. And we are also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are almost set. And PropSwap is here where bettors find the best odds for the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. PropSwapers are making thousands of dollars every day by selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app. PropSwap has... Fantastic features like filtering list of tickets based on best value a free activity feed to stay in the know of all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors now on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, Scott is locking dog
1: time. What are you doing? So, I was really, really trying to dig and find a plus money play on a series. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping that uh, – shopping a couple books, so I was hoping one would have Memphis minus two and a half games. Mm-hmm. Can I give out a line that I think would be plus money that might not exist? I'm assuming no. Not I'm sure. assuming that's frowned upon. I don't think I can get away it's with that.
0: Kinda, it kind of is, but do whatever. It's your world.
1: That's my world, but I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I did see <laughs> M- uh, Memphis sweep, by the way, at around like plus 600 give or take, hell yeah, which I think is a decent price there for plus money. But, oh boy. Um, I don't think I really have a choice because I see, once again, it kind of goes back to the made-up angle, but I see a plus two and a half games for Dallas in a series at minus 162, which means that one and a half games would probably end up being about even money, give or take. But Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to start off with the lock. I'll go with an actual game. I'm going with the Hawks. I'm going to take a minus two and a half. I said going into yesterday, I thought that whoever won the uh, Hawks-Hornets game should take care of Cleveland relatively easily. I'm going to buck the trend of the home team winning every damn game. I'm going to take the Hawks winning on the road. I think Trae Young is going to be a matchup problem. I think he'll bounce back shooting-wise. And I don't think Cleveland has enough scoring depth. So I think that Atlanta will win that game by, I think, at least five. I think they'll win the game pretty handily. And as for a dog... Uh, how bull- does it have to be on the games that are the series that we talked about or can it, can it be anything no nah, anything quit I'm taking Toronto to win the series plus 165 right. and we didn't talk about that series at all so my breakdown I like Toronto to win the series your turn is that a good enough breakdown for you or do you want, you want yeah, more no, in-depth analysis uh, no
0: there? I mean we, we've broken it down on so many shows that I think everybody but Sean is on Toronto <laughs>
1: I mean, if if you wanted a plus-money play that I don't really have in front of me, and we can do yeah. any series, any series is, is allowed, I think yeah. Toronto's a bargain. If you no, want an alternative no, it, it, one, it I don't mind Warriors minus one-and-a-half games at even money. I think the Warriors oh. either win in five or oh. six. Interesting. I think Curry's going to play game one, so I'm factoring that in.
0: Oh, well, yeah, if you, if you think that, for sure. Definitely. I don't think he's playing game one. That's why. According that's to a, reports a this Denver week,
1: word. practice has been going relatively well. I think he'll end up suiting up. Oh,
0: because today's the scrimmage day. So today's scrimmage day, and that's what posted – because Steve Kerr said that if he scrimmages on Thursday, then that will give us an indication of what he does. He has to scrimmage today. If
1: he does not yeah. scrimmage today, then he's 100%. Saying leading up to the scrimmage day, it seems like he's progressing quite nicely from what yeah. I've heard.
0: Yeah. So oh, then that might change my prediction. I would have took – if he doesn't play, I like Denver to win the game. And the fact that I'm, he's there's still a dog, I would place that bet down.
1: Well, I'm looking at the series. Like, even if they yeah, lose no, no. game one without Steph, with Steph, I, I think they'll beat Denver in five or six.
0: Yeah, no, I like, it. I like so. it. All right. For my lock, I'm going with the Clippers, minus four. I think they beat the shit out of – I found the a in Pelicans – Three and a half, I'll, t- I'll take it. It doesn't matter. I think they beat the shit out of the Pelicans. I I don't. I think that it, this is an entertaining game, and they make it entertaining, but the Clippers ultimately pull away in this game and get a very solid win. Pelicans are going to fold in this spot, as they typically do. For my dog, of course, you know, I'm taking Cleveland Cavaliers with the plus 120. I think that they have the scorers that they'll be able to catch up, and they're the better defensive team. The Atlanta Hawks have put themselves in a situation where they deserve to be favored in this game, and everybody absolutely should be betting Atlanta as they are. I'm betting on the on, on the kids from Akron. Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers, plus one twenty baby dog, but
1: I like it. Well, that was the point. I, I was up against the wall because I knew where you were going. I like the favorites in the two playing games. So yep, I hit you with a Raptors series, which. Is like the most common dog on the planet right now, but I do like the Golden State even money at minus one and a half games. Denver is a team that they just don't have it, especially with the way Clay's been playing lately. And I mean, no, the Warriors no are a problem. Robin.
0: Now. What they don't have Alfred or Robin either.
1: No, they don't. That's why. Well, Robin might come back. There's been reports that Robin is actually potentially going to make oh, an Robin's appearance gonna be back. mid-series. Is Alfred,
0: Alfred going to be there?
1: Alfred, Alfred no. There? Alfred's done. Oh, Alfred's done. All Alfred's right, so got Alfred's a bad not- back. He's like 80 years old. He can't get up off the couch anymore. Like, he, does, he, like, he doesn't Alfred- have it. But Robin <laughs> is when- supposed to come back.
0: Alfred can give us short stretches where Alfred can do like young Alfred things. He gives us short stretches where he can do young Alfred things. But for the most part, Alfred is just old. He's just old with a bad back, and he can't do anything. He's
1: actually perfect for Michael Porter Jr., because they both can't get up. They both have no back. <laughs> like, it's really a perfect comp. But Jamal Murray is supposed to come back, apparently. If I had to guess, game three, something like that. But, I mean, what's the protocol for allowing a guy who's missed over a year to immediately come back for the playoff series? What do you play him, 15 minutes? Like, I I don't know what you're supposed to do.
0: All right, the Batman spoiler coming in about 10 seconds. So if you haven't seen the Batman yet, I will give you about another five seconds to – either skip for the rest of this podcast or be succumbed to this spoiler okay all right here it comes somebody please if you can find where alfred was in the hospital bed and put michael porter jr's face on alfred i would love you forever i would absolutely love you forever if you did that you send it to me send it to me at slack sg.pn
1: or on oh, Twitter just tag or in. to
0: send it to me or it's at me and Twitter at really real underscore underscore. I would absolutely love you if you can make that Photoshop and don't make it a bad Photoshop where you have like the square box behind the person, mm-hmm. like make it look good. Make it look like it's really Michael Porter jr in the bed. But if you can do that, Oh, it's fucking great. I love it. It
1: would be hilarious. But once again, to back to my point, what's, what's the protocol? Let's say Murray does come back. What's he going to play? Like fifteen minutes out of the gate? I don't think I don't think he's going to swing a series at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think Golden State's going to win in five or six.
0: Oh wait, this. Oh, here we go. My bad. Gotta put my mic a little bit. No, I agree with you. I do. I don't think that Jamal Murray is. No, it doesn't do anything for me. At this point, it doesn't do anything. I think it's too little too late at this point. I would have liked to see Jamal Murray back two weeks ago yeah. and getting in-game action for me to ever think that it was going to have a chance on impacting the series. And that's why I'm down, still down on the nets for the same reason. I would have liked to see
1: Ben Simmons back two to three weeks ago. So for Can you imagine coming back first time in action. a year and you're guarding Jason Tatum? You're guarding sick. first team Jason Tatum and your first action in about a year and change. you You're sick. You're tired. You're
0: tired the whole time you're on the court. He's not giving you any chance to rest at all whatsoever. I would attack the fuck out of Ben Simmons and make, all right, you got to show me in game one and two that you're still that defensive player of the year type player, mm-hmm. or we're going to go at you for the whole rest of the series. I, so. got, I got a more you important gotta,
1: question, though, about Simmons, though. Does your free throw bet carry over into the playoffs? I don't. No. Because you're I mean, still riding so, that, man. I mean, you've been there for I a couple know, months at this point, maybe a year. I,
0: I know. I haven't actually gone back to that book and looked at that bet to see. I just figured – You got to read the fine already. print if playoffs are included or not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can get them to rebuild, like just open the bet back up for me. Because if he – I'm telling you right now, if he plays in the playoffs and he, he misses that first free throw, I will literally come up here and curse – to the heavens, I will curse everything. If he comes back in the playoffs and he, and he misses that free throw and I don't get to cash this bet, I, I will curse everything. What odds
1: did you because get, by the why? way? why? Huh? What odds did you get? It was plus 100. Okay. It was plus one. I, the fact that I was getting plus
0: money at all, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I think at one point it was plus 125, and then I pulled the trigger at plus 100. Because I was just a little bit late, but it was still, it was still sitting at plus money. It was firm, firm laying the points on the no, and it just did not make any sense to me at all. all the sense was was that he shot
1: like thirty percent from the foul line in the playoffs last year. I think, I think that was the reason why. But we'll see. (sighs) It just,
0: I don't. Did you think he was getting better? Did you? Did you you think he was getting? He was practicing that in all. You mean health wise or free throw shooting?
1: Free throw shooting. He I mean, he's got Kyle Korver as a coach. That should help, right? I no. Korver's <laughs> him pointers
0: for a couple months. There's, people, there's so many people that gave LeBron pointers on his shooting. and his I'm shooting
1: just points. saying. When, when yes, he was plus 125. When, when your right, coaching staff has Steve Nash and Kyle Korver, you better make your damn free throws. That's all I'm saying. Those are two 90-plus yeah. percent free throw shooters in the building. You better make your yeah. free throws. That's all I'm saying. Oh,
0: my gosh. I, and it's going to be hilarious. Whatever happens, whether he goes to the line and he makes it or he misses it, my mentions are going to flood. My mentions are going to absolutely flood. <laughs> All right.
1: You got anything else, Scott? Not really. No, I, I gave out two dogs there for series we didn't even talk about, so I went off the radar there, went off the grid. But I'm looking forward to the play-in game. should be fun. The hardest part is going to be stalling through today. I made a hockey mm-hmm. play. That's, that's, that's where I'm at in my life. I have, you know, yeah. have to figure out some other ways to get by. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to basketball tomorrow. should be fun. And hopefully, I know it involves you losing, but if I cash my Cavs' missed playoff bet at plus 560, I'll be a very happy guy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: A very, very happy guy. Either way, I think we're happy regardless because I'm getting them at plus money. So somebody's going to be happy. Yeah. All right you guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore instagram and twitter don't forget about the playoff bracket challenge go to the website go to the app go into our contest link and make sure you join there for a chance to win 500 dollars. i have nothing else for you i have nothing else for this episode i don't even have an ending to give you so i'm just going to sit here and end the podcast like this we are out of here
1: ba basketball Give me, give me, give me the ball Because I'm gonna go get ba basketball
0: the ball Because I'm gonna go-